podcast. Here we are going to show you how teachers, parents, and pupils can share advice, tips, and know-how to bring the best out of all of us. Learning is a joint experience, and through our series of interviews, we can all learn more and achieve even greater things. Here is this week's host. Children born into poverty are more likely to experience a, a wide range of health problems, including poor nutrition, chronic diseases, and mental health problems. Poverty puts an additional strain on family, which can lead to parental mental health and relationship prog- uh, problems, financial problems, and substance misuse. And today in our podcast, We'll be talking a lot about children growing up in the poverty environment. What are the effects of children child poverty? There are millions of children around the world living in poverty. Many come through it and achieve great things. How it's not, um, however, it's not easy. Sleeping in a cold bedroom, studying on an empty stomach. Missing out on trips with mates, young people from poor backgrounds have to fight harder for their future. How does poverty affect children? Children from poorer backgrounds may not have um, the same opportunity as other young people uh, their age. Uh, many will have to work part-time jobs on the side of school. They may not have access to the same learning materials or they will miss out on trips with um, mates because they simply can't afford it. Uh, they have to work harder to ov- overcome the obstacles that modern life puts in front of them. Children on the move, living out carbon uh, cardboard boxes, constantly trying to make new friends, not knowing where to call home. This is normal for children who grew up in insecure house. Ali, nine years, is one of those children throughout uh, it all. He, he didn't stop smiling. Today in our podcast, we'll be interviewing um, someone special. And like you all know, stay tuned. Um, we'll be talking about mental health. We'll be talking about things that is affecting uh, the kids who grew up uh, in poverty. And you know a lot of things affect them as kids. Um, gang and uh, exploitation and a lot of things they have to say and in today's podcast we'll be interviewing some uh, some of our guests you know who are experts in making such of these researches and all that so go nowhere we'll be right back at, um, we'll be right back when we get back we'll be interviewing these um great people these great scholars who have put things together to actually support and create a community uh, in partnership with us and how to grow a sustainable and efficient uh, better world okay so stay tuned go nowhere uh moment we get a twist we say welcome to another move drive royal wisdom africa stay tuned In this episode, we will allow our 
our visitors, you know, here with us in the who actually will be calling in, you know, from around um, part of the world to to actually, you know, contribute to these particular issues that is bugging, that is a global issue around the world today. Uh, you know, children are uh, living in vulnerable, you know, situations and how to cover that. So, stay feel free and stay tuned uh, while we go on. Uh, on this about our children living, uh, growing up uh, in poverty, they struggle to acquire the cognitive uh, abilities they need. So we'll be hearing from uh, one of our um, personalities who will be calling in actually. So stay tuned. And I'm a professor at the University of California at Berkeley. University of California at Berkeley. I'm a developmental cognitive neuroscientist, which means that I study how the brain develops over childhood, and also how changes in the brain then lead to changes in a child's mind. I'm also interested in how the environment that the child grows up in is shaping their brain over time, both for better and for worse. Now, in the United States, which is one of the richest countries in the world, nearly one-third of children experience poverty that's a staggering level of inequality, and it's always at the back of my mind when I do my work. I study two cognitive abilities that are really essential. The first of these is our ability to regulate our thoughts okay. and our behavior to make them consistent with our goals, okay. our goal-directed behavior. The That's second right. ability that I study is our ability to solve novel problems. This is reasoning ability. Okay. Now, both goal-directed behavior and reasoning are essential for good life outcomes. Goal-directed behavior, the ability to regulate our actions even in early childhood, is predictive of financial stability and health and other life outcomes even decades later. And our ability to solve novel problems, even really abstract ones that seem to have absolutely nothing to do with what a child learns in school, is predictive of academic achievement as well as performance in cognitively demanding careers. Both goal-directed behavior and reasoning depend on the proper functioning of prefrontal cortex, which is the front third of the human brain. This area integrates inputs from all over the brain, it prioritizes some inputs over others, and it sends control signals back to these other areas in order to make decisions. This area of the brain is extremely sensitive to whatever is going on in the environment so that then you can update your behavior in accordance with current demand. So do you actually mean, hold on now, do you actually mean you know, growing up in, uh, in poverty uh, and uh, um, in a situation where you can really uh, afford things uh, the the other kids uh, they do afford is going to actually affect one's behavior because that actually um, it it affected me when growing up as a kid and it really affected me with uh, with my peers. You know, they they got a lot of things, but I could not actually relate to their own kind of world. So it's it's actually um, you're actually right. You know, when it comes to that and the cognitive. Um, uh, Limiting my abilities, you know, for things that I that I actually um, that I actually need. Okay, go on, proceed. 
But this sensitivity to the environment means that it's attuned even to negative influences. For example, chronic stress or maltreatment or neglect, these forms of early life adversity that often accompany poverty. This is a big problem because if you think about how important goal-directed behavior and reasoning are for life outcomes, if they're being impacted by the environment that a child is growing up in, it could actually be the case that an individual who's growing up in poverty may not fully develop the cognitive skills that they need in order to lift themselves out of poverty. And this is a very controversial issue, uh, but I think that it's an extremely important one societally and something that, that we need to investigate further. If an individual then is unable to lift themselves out of poverty, unless something else changes in their environment, they then will have children who are born into the same circumstances and hence the intergenerational transmission of poverty or the cycle of poverty. This sobering set of findings that's coming out about the effects of poverty on the brain have inspired me to start to do some more applied research in addition to my basic research to try to develop interventions to better support the learning of um, goal-directed behavior and reasoning in children and also to evaluate existing interventions. Well, uh, thank you very much for for coming to this great show and for actually um Given the uh, the set of reasons, you know, kids growing up, uh, and this um, and this poverty cycle. Uh, okay, um, you just listened to Sylvia Brooks, uh, a professor of the University of California, Berkeley, and she talks about the two cognitive abilities that are essential for good life outcomes: self-regulation and reasoning ability. You know, she she talked about the the areas of the brain where this abilities develop is very sensitive to environment uh, she's developing a new study actually aimed at uh, examining at whether how and when intensive experience with disability can actually shape a child's brain you know when i was growing up as a kid actually let me just say this before we go to our next caller on the show for today you know i growing up as a kid at the at the rural area you know I engage myself in fishing and diving in the waters, you know, when it comes to um, the period of uh, summer, you know, we go for um, a little bit um, hiking and all that. So and when that happens, it's, that's actually where um, it is for me because that's where I can get, I can actually think out of the birds, you know. My mind was just, you know, uh, fishing, trying to survive. We didn't actually think out of the birds, but... I did something so profound, you know. There's a saying, if you're being born poor, it's, it's okay, it's not your fault. But if you die poor, it's your problem. Because in this modern world, we have a lot of um, technologies that is advancing lives. And um, thank God for social media, because social media allows you to learn a lot of things. You know, most kids um, don't have access to good food, good water. And access to uh, some technologies, you know, to help them envision the future and help them to learn. And um, we actually we are doing our possible best to get a volunteer, a foundation. Um, you can, you can actually, you can actually see uh, a moment where you can actually contribute and you can donate to 
to our foundation, which we're working out through uh, soon, you know, on how to actually help help others, try to actually help others to grow in their um in their own kind of life to uplift life out of um or poverty or something like that. So go to where we'll be right back to take our second caller on the show and uh we get uh, to know what he or she gotta say. Stay tuned. You are now tuned in to this week's episode of our podcast. Today we are going to interview some of the greatest and most influential minds in our field. By sharing our collective expertise, we will show you how to harness, control, and use your own skill set to achieve ultimate success and live the life you want. And now, please welcome your host. Welcome, a friend of ours. She's been, um, she's been actually uh, been through these times in our, our life. You no, know, been through this uh, the process of struggling. Let's let's see how her name is uh, Shanita um, Shahar. She's um, she manager of a She's a philanthropic uh, engagement uh, American Fe- uh, Federation of Teachers, and. She she has this to say in our program today about um, children growing up, you know, her experiences growing up as a poor kid in a poor environment before um, uh, elevating away from the poverty through her skills. So let us hear what she has to to contribute on this program today. Poverty to my family is me not having had breakfast that morning or dinner the night before, I'm not going to be able to pay attention Pay attention in class. It's, it's very basic, um, and I think often we try to get very intellectual about it, but it's just that. Um, I can't pay attention um, if my other needs aren't being met. I want to learn, um, and until my basic needs are met, I'm not going to be prepared to learn. And um, so that's from the student and family perspective. And I think poverty in terms of our schools and the adults in the schools, it's the conditions that, you know, whether it's lack of resources, lack of books, lack of air conditioner, lack of heating. I mean, all of these components have an impact on not just the students learning, but the adults who are in the building as well and their ability. I mean, you sometimes see... We talk about chronic absenteeism, but there's adult absenteeism too. And people want a paycheck. They want to be able to deliver in their profession. But if the conditions aren't there, whether physically or even just culturally, where I feel comfortable teaching and supported, All right. then, you know, it's just, it's kind of a 
two-way street poverty yeah, 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 impacts poverty. the facility as well as the young people and families coming into that school and you know to me it's very basic um you know in terms of you need to I, I don't care if you take a nap in my classroom because you didn't have a bed to sleep in the night before that's important for me so then maybe later in the afternoon you'll be able to pay attention right so you actually mean that uh, uh, kids who are going through um, a lot of um, poverty it actually affects their learning uh, environment because uh, most of them can't even afford a textbook you know most of them has to be on a season they have to be absent just like uh, the adult absenteeism as well due to they can afford the textbooks you know they 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 haven't having breakfast or something like that so how well do you actually you know feel when you see kids like this uh, during your uh, your teaching uh, period times uh, you know we have to teach them you know how does poverty affect the learning so you have those you have to tell us this uh, now, you know, on your in your own point of view as a teacher uh in American teaching scheme And hopefully I can give you an environment where you have a comfortable chair that's not breaking or a floor that's flat and not curved, like in the Detroit public schools, right? I mean, I think it's a travesty that we're expecting our young people to learn in the, the, these types of environments. Um, that's one thing, but then also I don't want to punish them for not having had breakfast or dinner. And so we do believe, we strongly believe, um, you know, personally as well as AFT, is um, we need to address these needs um, before we can do anything else. Okay, thank you very much for coming on our show, and we appreciate it. We thank you for sharing your thought on uh, um, the poverty that is affecting the children in the schools, in terms of schools, and all that, you know, growing in an environment that is very poor. It actually affects the the human mind, and you know those times when we, uh, as a kid, uh, no no lunch, no lunch uh, for the kids, for the uh, no lunch, and uh, we gotta go to school and it's stomach, and we can't concentrate as a kid. I'm telling you right now, we can never concentrate because you you don't have breakfast, and when you see other kids. They're having the lunch is like absolutely so, so damn worried to you because the poverty actually affects you, affects you that you can actually afford things and that's so bad. This is a global challenge, this is a global awakening, this is a global um, alarming that we need to watch out for each other. We have to watch out for each other. And we're creating a foundation, official foundation on our page where you can actually you can donate to save lives, to help uh, elevate the pro, uh, poverty scheme program. You know, we, we, we are so keen to help our communities. We are so keen to help our communities and whatever it is that you can do. You want to contribute to this um, great program, you can actually send us an email at Tigo uche.com or gmail.com you can send us uh, messages on whatsapp at plus two two one seven 
um, 766594431 I repeat plus 221 7666594431 so you can actually support us and and also add your contribution to this great our poverty elevation programs came to help save life we need each other we need to survive as a kid and right here we'll be taking the next call for actually for um the little kid who actually who has passed through these great uh times and before that we'll make sure that it's gonna be on that so stay tuned right now you're still with um moment we kid a twist and um Real Wisdom Africa, we bring it to you. Um, the effect of poverty, how it affects the children and its learning. You know, and the poverty that you see today, it's something that we need to look at for. And we as a people, we need to help and change poverty to education. We need to to contribute one way or the other to to, to, to help see the kids having a good um a learning environment you know um to have the material things that they need to to become somebody alive so the struggle doesn't have to continue we have to we have to uh, contribute one way or the other as we can you know to help elevate the children out of poverty okay so actually um there's this um also in the figures around poverty because you can measure by Jenna the Howard's prevalence, the extent of poverty in households where there's levels of high education versus low, and certainly, unfortunately, where, where this, um, the statistics would show that one in two children who are living in a household where neither parent has education levels above higher. Yeah, just like just just like my mom, um, my, my parents they. They didn't attend a great high uh, university standard, but they try as much as possible that I get um, good education, even if it's not the best, but just trying to get the best education for myself. It's actually yeah. growing up in poverty. So, yes, there is a correlation between education level and the likelihood of, of living in poverty. Um, what is the solution, and can we ensure that... You know, ed so it's, it's not only about investing in education, it's also about the quality of the education, the access to education. We find that in many countries, education is a factor of inequality. So those with higher socioeconomic status actually get into better schools, and so it just perpetuates inequality. Um, so there is a real need to look at how our education systems are producing quality and um, the right kinds of supports for, for all, kind, all, all children. Um, but education is a piece, and there are other uh, interventions and social support, um, access to non-extracurricular activities, sports, leisure. I mean, all of these things are, are important. Um, but yes, there is a real need to look at education, and not only sort of primary and secondary, but preschool education and early years, uh, how early... Not we would not advocate that you know you need to put it, every child into out of home care from a very early age, but those kinds of supports and services can add real value to children's. 
development and their access to socialization and become more um, better able to, to uh, enter into the school system and use, uh, get benefit from the education systems. All right, thank you for coming. Uh, General Hitsins on, uh, yeah, from the United States, I thank you for contributing for today's program. And actually, I appreciate, like you all know, we are trying as much as possible to elevate people away from um, uh, poverty, you know, trying to help, support, become a volunteer today in your city, wherever you were in the world, be a channel, be a tool of change. Okay? And that is all that we have to take for this moment. And like you all know, feel free to subscribe. Um, comment down below if you got any question that you want to ask us we open we open because our community is to help people like you listening and those who are around to actually discover and get a know more better about himself okay so thank you for tuning in and hope to see you next time remember be a positive change to somebody today be a change to positive change to somebody today. What we do, we do in the name of God, and we don't do it in the name of anybody. Touch life today. I know you're gonna be. So you won't be a more a part of our team. Um, you know, moving the community forward of children. You can actually comment below and send us an email at tigo uche uh, gmail dot com, or you can check up our website at uh, Real Wisdom com, so you can drop us a, a, a message or even a firm email and we, we will get your message and we'll get back to you and how to be part of this donation poverty of, of um, uplifting program you know of the children education thank you very much um, we hope to see you next time God bless you bye bye Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast really shows us how we can all learn, live, and thrive off of each other. By sharing our knowledge through our conversations, we will impart some knowledge whilst learning ourselves how to progress even further. Here is your host.